the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer. Is it possible? Is it mathematically, physically possible to cram another huge news development into this already busy week. The presidential campaign bursting with news. Our state of Texas at war with a lawless White House. And oh my, there is some Texas intrigue that arose just yesterday. And the man at the center of it joins us in an hour. But uh, there's another man who joins us right now for the festivities attached to the proclamation that it is Friday. Wow! I feel good. I feel good. Ow! I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. You want me to say I feel good? I feel good. I feel good. This is such low-hanging fruit. But it's too perfect. I needed me some D. Snyder. Needed some Twisted Sister. How often do you need some Twisted Sister? This is right for a, a revisit. Maybe there's some barbed, uh, some razor wire related lyrics. I don't know. Maybe I'll crank that out over the weekend. Uh, oh my, that's appropriate in ways I hadn't even dreamed of. So hey, thanks, D, and uh, thanks, boys of Twisted Sister. Nope, it appears we are not gonna take it. One of the more amusing aspects of of this perceived showdown, it's been a showdown, a standoff, there there is no no physical standoff. It's not like we have federal troops standing nose to nose with the Texas National Guard, you know, them with you know shears in their hands looking to cut up our razor wire while while our guys uh, stand astride uh, the, the this park in Eagle Pass saying uh, you're not getting in here. Homeland Security Secretary for the moment, Alejandro Mayorkas, is saying that they're giving us until today <laughs> to, um, to to let them know when we're going to let them in. <laughs> Greg Abbott's answer should be, as soon as we have 900 miles of border wall, so get cracking. Uh, there are other answers that the governor may have. The governor's being uh, uh, particularly vigilant about this, and he's in India. Is he on the way back from uh, from India? Uh, that's where he did a lot of the interviews yesterday. Oh, we have excerpts. Speaking of interview excerpts, uh, wow, uh, 24 governors, the only Republican governor 
the only Republican governor failing to back Greg Abbott, to stand with Abbott. And the other, um, there are a couple of hashtags. One is stand with Texas, which is true. I mean, because you are indeed standing for our right to to, uh, uh, defend ourselves. But there are plenty of Texans not interested in that at all, Joaquin Castro, Beto O'Rourke, other Democrats. You're really standing with Abbott. You are standing with Republicans. You are standing with conservatives because we are the only ones interested in defending our state against waves of uh, invading illegal migrants. Um, so uh, among some of these uh, interviews yesterday, there, there was Abbott. There, uh, Dan Patrick was on with Laura Ingram last night. Uh, Christy Nome, one of the governor's support. Oh, by the way, uh, all but one, I said, you know, the, the one Republican governor that won't do it, shocker, Vermont. You know, they grow a d- different type of maple syrup-soaked Republican up there in Montpelier. So anyway, whatever. Maybe he'll come around. Uh, Christy Noem out of South Dakota was one of the, the governors uh, joining Glenn Youngkin, and Ron DeSantis, Brian Kemp in Georgia, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, she was on last night on Hannity alongside Ken Paxton, who had some things to say about this. Ken's had a lot to say about a lot of things because <laughs> that's no, – wait for it, wait for it. Because, uh, so, so again, we have huge presidential campaign news every day. The Nikki Haley problem, what are we going to do? Uh, the, 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 the Texas border showdown, et cetera, et cetera. But wow, wow, did you catch yesterday's development? You're dredging this back up again. Oh, my heavens. Um, Senator Drew Springer who is on his way out. Well, still a year. I mean, you know, you have an entire election year to go through, but he has announced his uh, exit so he can get back into private life, make some money, have a life in private life. We all understood that. He was on the show and we talked about that. Wish him well. That's great. And there's the vacancy. And that's in, in that Senate District 30, which is north of the Metroplex and then sweeping westward all the way down through Munster and areas to the north and west. Beautiful uh, territory of Texas and a great district, Senate District 30. But that's where uh, we have the whole residency thing with perceived frontrunner Brent Hagenboo and Carrie Demore and Jace Yarbrough and Cody Clark. Cody joins us Monday. He's the only guy we have not had on from, from that race who is seeking to fill that vacancy. But Drew is not finished with us. Drew is not finished making news. Drew was one of the Republican senators voting to acquit Ken Paxton. Okay, we remember that. Most of them did. I think he wants that back. He has written um, a letter to the lieutenant governor and fellow senators saying that in view of Ken Paxton's position, who just wants all of this expensive noise to go away, it's like, look, whatever you want to find with me and these stupid whistleblowers, knock yourself out, just whatever, right? Uh, He's saying several times it is not an admission of guilt. It's a desire to not drag this stuff on forever. And to be honest, a desire not to sit for depositions. Okay. Uh, In view of that position by Ken Paxton, Drew wants to revisit impeachment, has asked the lieutenant governor, hey, how about we reopen this whole impeachment thing? How do you think that's going to go? 
And how might his constituents feel about that? Well, I have the answer to that. Those who hate Paxton's guts think it's awesome. However many of those are. Drew's not running, so this will not be put before the marketplace. But it will be put before you. Because, and I really appreciate this, Senator Drew Springer will join us today at 8.05. So, uh, I might share a little bit of, of his letter in a little bit because uh, I'm I'm going to refer to it frequently when he when he is with us. So so there's so there's that. Uh, oh, let's do this before before I go off on in 14 different directions. Obviously, the first thing I need to do is eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. Grab a line. That's where you can text us on the Patriot Mobile text line. That is where you can call us. But uh, as we uh, embark, let us put in the most important call of the day. Lord, guide us and protect us as we face the challenges of this new day. We thank you every day for this blessed nation and for your hand in creating it. Fill our hearts with the energy to protect the freedoms which come from you, which our nation was founded to protect. Let us navigate these troubling times with a positive spirit, treating others as we would want to be treated. Lord, these are times of trial and challenge. Lift us as we follow your word and work for a better America, where our Constitution is honored, our schools and public spaces are safe, our elections are reliable, our borders work, where we protect the unborn and fight for the meaning and the intent of the two genders you created, and where our differences are hashed out with honesty and goodwill and our freedoms of speech and worship are protected. As we face each day's problems, give us the clarity to look around and cherish our many blessings in our nation, our great state of Texas, our communities, and our families. If we follow you, Lord, we know we can get through anything. And we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. So Governor Abbott is on record telling the Biden White House to pound sand if they want access to this park in Eagle Pass or anywhere else to go snipping our razor wire. And I'm going to I'm going to claim credit for this. I had the first razor wire imagery and the come and take it on Twitter. Now they're making T-shirts. Good for them. Should I get a cut of that? Uh, Governor Abbott has declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. The federal government shall protect each state against invasion. So there we are. So the imagery runs thick of how this might go. One of the more popular strains of narrative in the Twitterverse yesterday was that Joe Biden has painted himself into a corner. There is no good option for him because he can either blink and retreat and call off this demand for Texas to stop defending itself. Or or we can have an episode of a very interesting action drama as Joe Biden orders the National Guard or federal troops or law enforcement of some type to just roll over, to, to, to confront, demand entry, into this stretch of Eagle Pass so that they can dismantle the razor wire. How do you think that's going to go? What do you think Governor Abbott will do? I know what he should do. He should stand every Texas National Guardsman around the ring of that protected neighborhood and refuse to give way. 
to literally refuse to give way in the way that the, the governor has symbolically refused to give way in the, uh, the attempt by this lawless rogue White House to leave Texas naked to an invasion. Last night on Laura Ingram, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick was on, and Laura asked him about some of the concerns that arose about, you know, like, wow, could, could this get ugly? I've already gotten text messages from people who are concerned and hearing that, that this is just what Biden wants. He wants something to trigger something that will end up, you know, ending up in some type of violence involving states versus the federal government. Are you concerned about that, given how this is changing? I'm not concerned, uh, Laura. The biggest mistake the Biden administration could make would be confronting law enforcement or our military, our National Guard, at our border, at this park, when we're actually doing the job that the American people want. So if they come down and create a situation, all of America already knows now, they will clearly see that the Democrats are willing to take on a state that is operating under the, our constitutional right to protect our people and protect this country. I don't think even Biden will make that mistake. What do you think? I mean, if, well, first of all, if, if it's not Biden. He is perhaps not even aware this is occurring. So whoever is running the country, what do you think those people will do? What do you think the Invisible Council will do faced with this? Are, are they stupid? Stupid enough to confront us on this? Uh, they, they might be, because I have spent years, I've been doing this for a while, I've spent years saying that the left may be dead wrong on a bunch of issues, and liberals, uh, you know, politicians, and you know, it's, uh, Democrats, etc., are, are, are mistaken in their beliefs on a whole lot of things, but they're not strategically stupid. I've stopped saying that of late. These are the people who said defund the police. These are the people who say there there are no borders. These are the people who say there are 27 genders. It's the definition of stupid. So I, uh, I, I just don't know. Lieutenant Governor Patrick. We're not looking for a confrontation. We're looking for them to do their damn job and protect the lives of Texans and Americans and protect the borders in this country. And for every person that's died of a fentanyl overdose, for every person that's been murdered by MS-13, for every law enforcement officer who's been killed in the line of duty because these people have crossed the border, that death is on the hands of Joe Biden and this administration and his policies on the border. They should not come and confront us. They should just let us do our job. Or better yet, start doing theirs. Uh, we had Congressman Roger Williams on yesterday with his sponsorship of the STOP Act, which is designed to say, look, we're, we're going to build our own borders and the federal government can reimburse us for it. We're glad to do that. You can give us the money to do it because it is, after all, your responsibility. Do you welcome National Guard members from other states? Are you encouraging them to come join you? And if so, for what purpose? Okay. And with that, <laughs> great question, because guess who said, hey, other states, go help Texas? That would be Donald Trump. Yesterday I said, you know, it would be good for President Trump to line up behind Governor Abbott here, and he has absolutely done so, going as far as to call on other states, other governors who seem to be in the mood to do it. They are nearly unanimous, Republicans are anyway, in their support of Abbott, uh, to say, listen, get, get, get thee to Texas and, uh, and let's, uh, let's, let's help this state protect not just its border but the American border.
So, Laura, we've had cooperation from other states. We've had National Guard from other states. And Texas will take all the help we can get. It shows a unified America. It shows a unified group of Republican governors who want to... You know, it does. It, piggybacking on what, what Trump did on, on Truth Social yesterday, telling everybody, hey, hey, states, go, go help. Is there any... Are there any reporters... Uh, uh, following Nikki Haley? I would think there are. Don't we have, uh, you know, 50, 80, 112 reporters following Nikki Haley every day, for, you know, offering her foot rubs and, you know, uh, and, and uh, uh, any any kind of favors they can do for her in an attempt to keep that candidacy alive? Could one of them, can I, can I ask one of them, can one of them ask Nikki Haley, hey, do you stand with Greg Abbott? Do you stand with Texas? Protect this country. But it has to be organized. It's got to, you know, we, we, we don't want to have thousands of people show up tomorrow. We want to work with their departments, their National Guard. But in terms of asking for help, we're glad to have the backing of these brave, bold governors and lieutenant governors and senators in the Republican Party around this country who realize they're willing to come to the aid of Texas because they know we're holding the line. Oh, this just in. Nikki Haley, overnight. It's kind of funny. Apparently nobody asked her, but she proactively offered up this. I continue my observation that her continued campaign is an annoyance. But Nikki Haley, Governor Abbott is right. The state of Texas has every right to defend itself and its borders. It's absolutely ridiculous that Joe Biden is trying to stop governors from doing everything they can to protect their citizens. But it's also nothing new. Biden was part of the administration that sued me when I passed one. It's always about her. That sued me when I passed one of the toughest anti-illegal immigration laws in the country as governor of South Carolina. Sorry. Thank you, Nikki. Would it would it take the form of of perhaps confronting border patrol who are trying to get into certain areas would it would it be putting up uh, more of that uh, razor wire or other types of obstructions at the border what exactly would they be doing um, you're talking in terms of the national guard yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, well, we guard. have lots of jobs on the border for people to do. We're busy at work every day. Remember our border uh, Laura, for folks who don't know, is longer than the distance between Atlanta and Portland, Maine. It's 1,250-some miles. And so we need people everywhere. But let me tell you what. We're doing the job. If Joe Biden will get out of our way, we'll do the job. We'll secure the border. We don't need them. Well, here we are. Welcome to Friday. Mark Davis, 724. Come on, my child. We're going to go for a ride. I love when the musical birthdays crank out a favorite of mine, the great Lucinda Williams. She is 71, dude. Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. Great song, great album. 866-660-5759. Here is what lies ahead. You ready? In a moment, here comes a Nikki Whaley newscast. Then the segment of Mark and Mike, Eminem for a Friday. Nikki ain't going nowhere. Well, either one of them's going anywhere. Our newscaster or the presidential candidate. One of which is good and one of which is not. The 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 how does why does Mike think this this standoff showdown is going to go between Texas and the feds? And how else might we wrap up the week? Our talk show buddy Mike Gallagher, moments away, right now, 7:30 into the newsroom. Here's Nikki. Solve a problem like Maria, how do you catch a cloud and pin it down? Before we begin, how do you find a word that Mike, we have Maria? a birthday today. In hearing this, it is the second possibility that will occur to you. So let's dispense with the first. 
Oh, well, the first. It, it, well, that's not Julie. So no, exactly. It Julie it, it, it's about, but Maria von Trapp was, of course, her character. It's not Julie Andrews' birthday. She's 88. Her birthday's in October. So whose might it be? Uh, the 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 lady uh, the the don't overthink Mrs. Maria von Trapp. yes exactly <laughs> the, the lady yes the lady Mike the, the lady actual With the actual, actual Maria von Trapp born this date in 1905 matriarch wow. of the Trapp family singer source material for Sound of Music well we have the sound right. of so many news stories I just want to throw up Holy the jump ball see where you, where do you want to go first my talk show buddy. Well, I, you know, the crap file is something I've talked about for yes. years. I've been I've been yes. watching this showdown between Texas and the Fed and the Feds and, right. and and Biden and wondering how long is it going to take them before they blame Trump. Well, tell everybody and what sure, tell everybody what the Mike Gallagher crap file theory is. Every time Trump makes inroads and every time mm-hmm. there's a victory on our side, they pull out something to try to tear Trump down about mm-hmm. and to, and to attack MAGA. Some new releva- this, revelation, some some October surprise, right. no matter what month of the year it is, something to, to divert right. from good news for Trump. Mm-hmm. So now comes along Mitch McConnell, who's complicit in this, and this narrative that has emerged that it's Trump that's getting in the way of a, of a border agreement because mm-hmm. Trump thinks it's helping the Democrats, makes them look better. It does. Uh, because because Trump is saying this this needs to be a perfect border agreement. Well, first of all, Trump is absolutely right. Imagine being the president and you're told every day that every day for three years, thousands of unknown, unvetted illegals have crossed into our border. They're, they're being released into the country. City shelters are full. Budgets are being slashed. People feel unsafe. Imagine you're the president. And you just do nothing. Biden could fix this with a phone call and a stroke of the pen. Mm-hmm. This isn't this isn't Trump's fault. Trump is right. There is no border security without a wall. Without a wall, without without razor wire, without barricades, without if you're going to sit around and posture so that we can send more stinking money to a Ukraine and still let illegals come in and be released into the country, you don't have anything. Mitch McConnell, you got nothing. And so to see 24 solid states support Greg Abbott and Texas, I love this. I got Carrie Lake scheduled on the show today, and I can't wait to talk to her because I saw her post yesterday. You got a couple of things to talk to her about. Go, oh, go you ahead. think? Go We're going to talk about the recording. We're going to talk about the circumstances, about the, the apparent attempt to bribe her out of running for Senate. Mm-hmm. This all may get Trump elected, and this all may get Carrie Lake elected. This is the kind of stuff, and I and Carrie Lake had a great great point. Her 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 provision was, you go ahead, Biden, go arrest a sitting governor in a wheelchair, you know, go arrest that guy, go go take him away in handcuffs, wheel him into the jail, go ahead, go arrest Greg Abbott and see how that's going to look, see the optics of that. What are you going to do? You're going to federalize the national guard? That's, that's uh, what everybody wanted. They wanted to be Orville Faubus, 1957, when Eisenhower did that. But that was against a scofflaw governor who was breaking the law. Right. Our governor is enforcing the laws, enforcing it. the Constitution yes. and the right. Our states are sovereign. Now I know that's heresy to the left. We do have sovereignty, and states have an ability to protect themselves. Listen, Biden. I, I'm going to. I'll clean this up. Here's PG-13. He's screwed. He is totally screwed. He did this to himself. The Democrats have done... Now they can either use force or the threat of force to try to force Texas law enforcement to insist in the invasion invasion 
of Texas, of their own state, Mm -hmm. or he can sliver away, whimpering and fold, knowing that he's getting destroyed at the polls. Now, see, here's what I love about this politically with Biden. This is why he's in so much trouble. I mean, he's going to get, I think he's going to get totally hosed on this issue, and he looks like an absolute imbecile. But here's the other problem he's got. He's got the left livid about Israel. There was a major ruling by the International Court of Justice today, siding with South Africa's petition to hold Israel responsible for genocide. Yeah, vic- victims of genocide being accused of genocide. Great move. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a smart move, because mm-hmm. South Africa is really, that's who we ought to be listening to, South Africa. Yeah. Ever heard of apartheid? <laughs> they, they might want to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, you might want to take a pass here, South Africa, on, on getting all up. But, but they're anti-Semitic. I mean, this is, this is what anti-Semitism looks like, okay? So, but here's Biden's problem at the polls. He is hemorrhaging younger voters because inexplicably a lot of young voters are anti-Semitic too, and they're pro-Palestinian. He's hemorrhaging younger voters. He's hemorrhaging voters in the middle uh, over the immigration crisis. And he's, he's hemorrhaging even, even uh, you know, sort of mainstream Democrats now because it's uh, he's losing bad and and I don't know how he turns it they're they're going to try to they're thumping this drum oh look at the look at the economy the economy <laughs> ask anybody about paying the rent or going to the grocery store or filling up the we just stop it with the economy is soaring it's all a distraction and I go back to the crap file and blaming Trump for this is so comical I mean I mean it's so absurd and Mitch McConnell is in on this because reportedly Mitch McConnell's going around telling fellow Republicans, "Well, you know, it's a new game now politically, and we got to be, we got to acquiesce yep. to Trump." This uh, Trump's got nothing to do with this. So McConnell, so you're right about the crap file. You're right about it. It's coming. Sometimes usually it's Democrats who go looking for it. Sometimes it's Republicans. The interesting value of this moment is you have just sh- uh, shown a, a great stark light on what it says about Democrats, but also reveals the weasels in Republican circles because it shows the the, the, the Republicans from McConnell to you hear that. Mittens has weighed in. Mitt Romney says it's appalling that Trump is standing in the way of this border deal. It's Republicans willing to get hosed again with a border deal that's terrible, that gives them everything they want, including endless blank checks to Ukraine, and uh, in return for a promise, oh, we really, really will pinky promise that we'll let you build the wall at some point in the future. No, the wall happens, guaranteed, in ink, in stone, or there is no deal. That's Trump's position. It should be every Republican's position. Mitt Romney is Liz Cheney in a pinstripe. <laughs> That's the kid. They're yep. indistinguishable. Yep. They they are so broken and yep. lost, and they are so, frankly, it's a stain. What what they have become, what these never Trump Republicans have become, is unrecognizable from even where they were a few years ago. I know. Hey. I, 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 I liked Liz Cheney years ago. I had I a huge Liz. high regard for her when she was on Fox and when she I, first ran. I thought I liked her. like like her like her dad. I mean, I, they, I her had, dad had his time. But um, anyway. I had regard for Mitt Romney years ago. But, but Trump breaks these people. Yep. It's the craziest thing. It's personal, like we've said it a million times. Yep. They get it into their head. They, like you always say, it's like their brains get poisoned and turned to mush. They don't even see the forest for the trees. And for Mitt Romney to stamp around, stomp around and have a temper tantrum, they don't, Mitt Romney doesn't want a wall. Listen, no. these establishment Republicans don't want no. border security, Mark. It's not just Democrats. 
establishment Republicans understand the game here. They understand the money. They understand the long game. And I don't think they want a secure border. Correct. I really don't. So is this a day where we have to give Nikki Haley a smidge of credit because she appears to not stand with yeah. establishment border softies? I <laughs> know. Well, she's, she's pandering. She, well, oh, this is what she says she, today. The, the woman can't win. She says, I support Abbott. Abbott is right. So rather than say, you know, on this one thing, she seems not to be an establishment weasel. But no, here's Mike. Give her a week and she'll change her <laughs> no, mind. Okay, I mean, be, she, she twists in the wind more than a, than a, than a, than a flag uh, on flag day. I mean, this is who she is. She's going to say this. And, and like you pointed out, oh, she's and I love the, the organic way the Nikki Haley question happened on your show. You said some reporters should go ask her. Of course, they probably wouldn't. And then, and then you saw her her post. Yeah, she on actually X. tweeted herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because she's trying to get ahead of it. Yeah, that's all. That's all, that's all she's doing. Way. She's got no path. So spe- I mean, speaking of through- her, speaking of her continued status in the campaign, you and I, it's kind of funny. I saw this, texted you, and you told me about Trump's position. We all know it's over. It's not technically over, but it's over for all practical purposes. Oh, it's and over. Al- oh, and of course it is. But all- along came this idea that maybe the Republican National Committee, maybe Ronald McDaniel, the RNC elites, who we you know tear down all the time, that maybe they would just say, you know what, it is over. We're calling the rest of the primaries, declaring Trump the winner. And I text you, what do we think about this? And you replied to me. Trump has already said no thank you. Here is Trump on Truth Social. While I greatly appreciate the Republican National Committee wanting to make me the presumptive nominee, and while they have far more votes than necessary to do it, I feel, for the sake of party unity, wow, this is Trump now, that they should not go forward with this plan, but I should do it the old-fashioned way and finish the process off at the ballot box. But thank you to the RNC for the respect and devotion you have shown me. So many layers to that, because I then replied to you, this is understandable. Trump wants to beat her state after state after state. He's like the boxer that doesn't want the ref to call the fight. He wants the knockout. The man is full of surprises. I mean, the guy never stops surprising you, and and just when you think you've got him figured out, because you would uh, you think you would love this, you think you would love this idea, right? He wants to do it the old-fashioned way. He wants to show how dominant he is, and when he trounces her in South Carolina, as expected, that'll be the icing on the cake. Meanwhile, uh, again, back to Carrie Lake in Arizona for just a moment. So Mm -hmm. she's got this tape where the the head of the Arizona GOP was Mm -hmm. literally attempting to bribe her out of running for the Senate seat. It's un, it's an extraordinary story. It's a major political scandal. Arizona, I, I keep hearing from our Arizona listeners about how corrupt and how really, really dicey the GOP is there. And a lot of well, election Well, this Jeff DeWitt. I mean, there's that Jeff guy. DeWitt. This was March of last year. Carrie Lake was right. still smarting from being robbed in her governor's election. And it was thinking about running for the Senate against Kristen Sinema, which she is now doing. But back in there, there were all kinds of people who did not want her to run because they hate MAGA. They hate conservatives. They hate her. So this Jeff, DeWitt's call, call, Jeff DeWitt calls her and says, I'm in your neighborhood. Uh, we can't talk about this on the phone. I got something urgent. And so she gets kind of the willies about this, rolls tape on him, has a little thing on the on the purse on the table. And he comes in, essentially says, we have people who will give you money not to run. It's on tape. I mean, that's a bribe. That's an, and, and powerful people back east. Uh, you know, yeah, a couple who's things. that? Who, 
Who's that? How, Who's back uh, how far east? Because some, some people right. said only as far as Kentucky. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, yes, Just York, saying. Co- cocaine Who Mitch. Knows? <laughs> anyway, she's going to be on the show today, 10, awesome. 15 Central Time. Awesome. We'll talk to Carrie Lake, because, I, and I also want to ask her about the Arizona Republic. You know, yesterday we talked about all the newspapers laying off uh, you know, yes. their staffs. Newspapers are dying all over the country. And I, I got a crazy idea. Why don't you stop writing crap? Like uh, white drivers are killing uh, black, uh, you know, uh, residents of California and, and all the crazy stuff, the woke ideology. How about this? The Arizona Republic has decided a, a time for a reset. Starting February 1st, mm-hmm. the view comments section will disappear from all our articles. They are going to prohibit readers from commenting on their articles. Hmm. They're stopping this. Carrie Lake said, look, hmm. the people are sick of this. No one's reading their garbage anymore. Yeah. I mean, this is a paper that did a daily hit pieces on Carrie Lake, and the wheels are falling off. They don't want to have people read. Look at what we do every day for a living. Every single day we take calls. You and I love calls that disagree with us. We, we, we have dissent. We have debate. We have conversation. We have robust uh, you know, dialogue. Arizona Republic? Uh, February 1st, and their statement is so comical. Why do they say they're doing now, it? There's, uh, while we continue to believe in the importance of comments, oh, yes. we had to make the hard choice to move away from the space due to changes in staffing and the time investment needed to bring you a safe, moderated, safe. and productive oh, so pe- discussion pe- People space. were saying things that were <laughs> triggering them. Look at, tr- right. look at Twitter's community notes, which I was a little skeptical. I said, do I need people weighing in on every single tweet from me or anybody else? I've become a huge fan of Twitter community notes because every time the left puts up some goofy, ridiculous, factless assertion, Twitter community notes might attach a little thing that essentially says, ah, Here's another side for those who might be interested. I've become a big fan as well, and I've been increasing my presence there. And incidentally, it's X, not Twitter. uh, I know. I'm old school. It's X. X, And let's let's learn to stop saying X, formerly known as Twitter. I I know. That's too many syllables. Too many syllables. You're right. And follow me at Radio Talker Mike. I love engaging with Mark Davis listeners. All right, man. Have a great show today. Have a great weekend. And uh, here we go. Off and running. Here we go, indeed. Mike is there for you today. And after the big weekend, we're back with you together right here on the Monday Show. Mike Gallagher, today at 10, right here on 6 a.m. The answer. There was an era from the mid '50s to the well, early '50s, really, through the '60s, of these light orchestral hits. So, in the way, 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 way back machine it has kind of a Percy Faith uh, vibe to it, doesn't it? But ah, uh, no, 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 no. It is Frank Chaxfield out of the UK with one of the biggest records of 1953. And Ebb Tide. The Righteous Brothers had a vocal hit with this, 1965. But hey, that's too late for us. <laughs> You're in the way, way, way back machine. All right, let's go way, way, way back to Ken Paxton impeachment and talk to the senator who voted to acquit him, who now wants to take impeachment up again because of uh, some stuff that uh, Ken has said with regard to the whistleblower uh, settlement. Oh, my. Senator Drew Springer says, let's impeach again. He'll join us next. Can't wait. Stick around. Mark Davis, 660 AM, The Answer.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.